0: How's it going, everyone? My name is Reagan Harrell, and welcome to another episode of the Suncast Podcast. So this episode is going to be just like the one earlier this week, going to have some interviews. Again, no stats, none of that crap. We, I've gotten the feedback. Everybody has said they love this episode, or excuse me, the last episode a lot more than the other ones. So we're just going to keep the ball rolling have four Interview or well, four people, two interviews, two twofers for the people. We have Reynold Ray and Hunter Scott, Weber International University men's lacrosse, top 10 in the nation. And then we have Briando Valdez and Ray Rodriguez, a couple, power couple at Weber, uh, the all Weber podcast. Uh, that's kind of threw my non-bias out. We're just going to go all Weber this episode. But we're going to talk a lot of this about the Sun Conference, about how competitive it is. Um, we'll find out with lacrosse and this is the I keep my promise episode with lacrosse and beach volleyball And I, of course I had to sprinkle in a little bit of baseball. That's why I had Ray on But first off and as always This podcast is brought to you by El Baron, El Baron by Weber International University right across the streets in the parking lot at Minimax All my Weber students they can attest to it and if you're from Warner Southeastern drive down make make the drive especially if you're at warner it's worth it my boys at kaiser my gals at thomas university st thomas wherever if you come to weber you have time cross the street he's there thursday through sunday go see von he'll hook you up with some empinadas as always i'll tell you my personal favorite is the chicken bowl the chicken protein bowl it's awesome all right we're gonna get right into it with reynolds ray and hunter Scott. All right, and now we welcome on captain of Weber International University, Reynold Ray, and Mr. Hunter Scott. Boys, y'all are top ten in the nation. How's it feel?
1: Feels pretty good, man. Feels pretty good. Yeah,
0: I mean, look, look, now I've said before we're going to talk lacrosse, but lacrosse isn't that big in the Sun Conference. Y'all technically are not in the Sun Conference. So tell the people who y'all usually play and just who kind of in Florida is in it besides y'all and Kaiser.
2: So, um, yeah, we're a part of the AAC, so the athletic, the Appalachian Athletic Conference. Mm. So, until this year, um, we were the only team in the conference in the state of Florida. It was Mm. just us and then all the teams we played, Reinhardt up in Georgia, Cumberland in Kentucky, um, SCAD in Savannah, you know, St. Andrews up in North Carolina, Tennessee Wesleyan. So, we, we, we got, you know, we're, we're definitely farther away from all of our other competition. This last year, um, Kaiser got added into the conference, so now it's us and Kaiser in the state of Florida. But, I mean, we have nine teams in the conference, only two of us in Florida. So, we're, we play, we, we travel a lot. I mean, this year, I think we definitely have the most miles traveled out of any team in the country, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. we've, we've, had, we've gone up to Michigan, Indiana, things like that this year. So, it's, we, we definitely got to travel to get our, our games in.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of whatever, like the diamond sports with softball, baseball, they kind of welcome in those teams from up north. Y'all are traveling yeah. up north. Has that been like a challenge? Have y'all grown as a team going on those long trips?
1: I mean, uh to be completely honest, I feel like it's almost the opposite. Like when we've traveled to, you know, like uh, Michigan and Indiana and Kentucky and stuff like that, that's honestly been like our strongest points of the mm-hmm. season. Like we've really we really have been in a way, a huge way, uh Road Warriors and just really taking it to a bunch of the teams out in the whack and in Indiana and Michigan and stuff like that. And, and we've played very, very well. Um, I just feel like, you know, we, we, we've we had such a good season so far, and it's good to see us put it together, especially seeing, you know, like where the boys were at last year. Mm. So
0: I was talking with Bree with Beach Volleyball, she says mostly Florida and West Coast, like out in California. Baseball is kind of Midwest, and then in Florida, obviously, Sun Conference is the best with baseball. I, I'll, I've been on my soapbox and We're talking across. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, what areas kind of the big areas in the country for lacrosse?
2: Well, if you're talking like just in general, in the country, you know, the hotbeds, you got to think of Maryland, um, Long Island, um, you know, those Northeast teams are, are the hotbeds, really. But, I mean, on our team, we got guys from all over. I mean, we have three Canadians on the team. Wow. We got like two or three guys from Long Island. We got a bunch of – we got a couple guys from – uh, upstate New York. We have guys from Oregon. We have guys from Minnesota, Texas. Huh. So we, our team's definitely got a little bit of a sprinkle from everyone, and then we got a couple Florida guys as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: that's, that's really interesting because usually when you talk with the NAIA school, it's mostly in-state. You have your outliers, and myself included. I'm Georgia. but am so Georgia, Florida. It's not that mm-hmm. far. So is that kind of a big point? I would think Florida being Florida's got athletes out the out the ass. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> thought, I, thought, I thought there'd be a lot of guys from Florida, but I guess not. So, what what makes it about those kind of northern schools? You would think it'd be more indoor sports based, but why is it so big up north and not in Florida?
1: Uh, I feel like the biggest difference with the sport just growing a lot more up north is just I feel like. You typically see like a lot of teams up north be really really good at the cross and just not as good at football. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's really the same. Like you see it all the time in NCAA, and I think it's a really big thing that's still evident in the NAIA too. Um, with that being said, though, with the exception of a couple of outlier teams like the University of Cumberland or Kaiser, or you know teams like Reinhardt, you know these are teams that are down south that have been historically really good and continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that it's just going to take. I just think it's still going to take a little bit more time because, I mean, I've only been in the sport for about six or seven years now. And I mean, even from that point, the sport has grown exponentially, like down south. As opposed to like how it typically has been up north and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I come from South Georgia. We had no lacrosse in Georgia. Yep. The only lacrosse that I saw would be when I traveled up to like northern, like in the Atlanta area, kind of the richer kind of parts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What the hell are all these lines on the football field?" Yeah, exactly. Lacrosse. I'm like, "Oh my god, what is that circle doing there?" Yeah. But exactly. I like I would like casually watch it every now and there. There's like nothing else on like ESPN two and like watching Duke and Maryland play. Um, mm-hmm. Who Who do you guys? You guys watch as much of the PLL? because I've kind of gotten that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 110%. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Who, who are some guys that you model your games after?
1: Um, I know for me, uh, my number one guy, well actually there's two guys that I model my game after. That's uh Joe Nardella, the face off guy for the uh the PL Whip Snakes, and also uh T D Ireland, the face off guy for the uh the PLO Redwoods. Those are probably my two number one guys that I like to model my game after.
0: Okay, and before I go to you, Ryan, I want to say with you Hunter, real quick. You talk about the face off mm-hmm. Uh, you're one of the best in the country, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So, yeah. I
3: don't want to put my own tires well, you know, that's why we got him. That's why we brought yeah. him in. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 man. What, what about is That's a, such a big part. I mean, because it's not like football or baseball where you have a set. Okay, you're going to try to score now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of not so much even like soccer. Even soccer, after somebody scores, other team gets it. Mm-hmm. What makes you so good at face-offs?
1: So I think, uh, I think what I bring to the table is um, definitely my work ethic, uh, 110%, and just really being able to, to really hone in on my skills and stay locked in the entirety of the time. Because I mean, I, I like to think of it a lot as, you know, being a pitcher, but also being like a quarterback at the same exact time, you know, like mm-hmm. as a pitcher, you know, you really have to be locked in into what you're doing you can't let anything you know really shake you and even if something does you have to be able to bounce right back and you know a quarterback in a way of like just having to read and react to what I'm seeing and being able to control the ball and knowing that if I do my job then we dominate time possession and you can't score if you don't have the ball so that's that's how I like to think about it and and
2: something he didn't bring up that I think he does a great job of is honestly just his grit. I mean, there's times when, you know, in face-off, a lot of times your hand speed is a huge advantage because if you can get to the ball first That's and right. there's time you know, there's times when even if he loses that first clamp, his grit after losing and he, and he stays on the guy. I mean, I've seen him win face-offs that he technically lost you know in terms yeah. of like getting to the ball first but he, he he just stays on the guy causes a turnover and then we still end up with the ball so he's he, just a dog yeah he's just, he, he's he, just he, a fucking he, dog. he really is man he's just got he's just yeah. got it man he's what, that guy what, what,
1: what, what's your
0: percentage you're, you're north of 90 right uh,
1: uh or ooh, or almost i wish i'm uh, i'm sitting at a 68 percent overall through uh okay. through nine games uh, i've had a couple of 90 percent games here and there haven't okay. quite hit 100 percent unfortunately mm-hmm. but you one know away, one away. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah i've had i had two games so far where I went 18 for 19, then I had another where I went 19 for 20, and then uh, just recently against SCAT, I went 20 for 24. Oh wow. Um, but I mean, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, it really is, it really has been a team effort, and I mean, that's what I came down to Weber for, you know, was was to really, you know, show that I have something to prove, because I always felt like I've always had a chip on my shoulder, and you know, I feel like this team, you know, like, they, they have the same agenda, you know what I mean? Like, they also have something to prove, and they want to show like, hey, like, we're in the top 10, this is where we play. This is where we belong. Yeah. This isn't just a fluke. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: So back to you, Ray. So who, who are some guys in the PLL or even in the kind of like Division One level you model your game after?
2: So for the position change, because I did change positions uh, okay. midway through the season, I, I played close defense. And I always try to model my game after um, Tucker Dirt. Um, Dordick. Er, wow. Look at me messing up his name. I can't <laughs> believe I did that. Um, <laughs> no. Um, but – um, his that last, was close yeah, yeah. <laughs> he play, he's he's one. Of, he's a close defenseman for you know, He's a close offenseman for Atlas uh, Lacrosse Club, and he's been playing our, probably since before I was born. I mean, this guy. And the reason I model my game after him is he takes the role of the kind of the cute the. The, what the middle linebacker is for a for defense okay. in, in football. You know, they're, 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 your, they're your play callers. They're your guys that are telling you your reads, things like that. And that's what he does. You know, he's mm-hmm. – if you uh, – the PLL does a great job when you watch their broadcast uh, on TV, they have mic'd up players. And whenever he's mic'd up for the game and they go in, he's just straight talk, telling everybody where to go, making sure everybody's in the right place. And that's what I try to do, yeah. you know, as, when I was as a close defenseman. And especially as a young program that we are, one of the biggest things I think that our defense struggled with last year was just communication overall. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that coming into this year, I was like, all right, I understand our defense very well. Like I, I, you know, I, I use my, I'm not the biggest or fastest guy. So I've always had to use my IQ and I'm like, I'm going to put that to work. And so I just try to make sure that we have all of our guys are, you know, going where they need to be, whether it's talking guys through. I mean, I've had guys after, after games or after practices be like, Hey man, I was only in the right spot because I heard you calling my name and yeah. screaming at me to get in. So, I mean, but, you know, that that's a huge part because, I mean, in in defense for lacrosse, you know, you there's a, so many moving parts. You know, it's 6v6 once you're in that half. And sometimes if a guy gets beat, we have to, you know, somebody has to go to him. We can't just let him, you know, rip a free shot at our goalie. So there's a lot of rotating parts. A lot of times guys end up in different positions, and that's okay as long as you talk through it. So I just try to do that, you know, make sure I get everyone on the same page and make sure that... As long – some of the best defenses in the country, which I think we have, one of the best defenses in the Mm -hmm. country right now, are the ones that are constant communication and they're just talk, talk, talk. And as an offense, sometimes that's even intimidating. When you hear defense – you're going up against a defense, it's just constant communication. You're like,
0: fuck. (laughs) It it, it sounds Mm – I played soccer in high school when I was a goalkeeper. Yeah. Three years starting varsity. Oh, yeah. No no, 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 big 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 deal. deal. But uh, that's a lot – I've always like, I'm not the biggest. I'm I'm not a six five lanky guy, but pretty good reactions. to my communication, so it sounds a lot like that. So yeah, it a little similar. And you also, so you talked about uh, the, your IQ and the communication. Whoever's a second year program. That's something that you wanted to change from year one. What are some other things that y'all have done to turn it around? Because y'all, y'all. y'all have, Kind of a struggle yeah. last year. I think y'all were. What was y'all's record? Again we three and year?
2: seven last year. Three and seven, yeah.
0: and y'all are now eleven and four. Eleven and four, and that's including two very close losses against top ten opponents. Yep. So, what has what's been the turnaround this year?
2: Uh, before you go, because mm-hmm. I think he's one of the him and guys like Hunter are a big reason. Transfers, kind of. Tra- yeah, transfers. Okay. Coach okay. Birdie. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Coach Brady did a really good job of seeing. What are because the thing is, you know, people say, oh, three and seven, but last year, too, we didn't really get blown out last year. So, even as a first year program, you know, we only went three and seven, but a lot right. of those games were versus, I mean, our conference has, I mean, I think what five of the eight, nine teams in our conference are all top there's ten. Top, there's teams, Tennessee,
0: yeah, Ron Hart, and Kaiser, Kaiser Cumberland. Them, Cumberland yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah.
2: you think about the top ten teams in the country, five of them are in our conference. So, <laughs> three and seven, and last year was a conference only schedule because of COVID and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, he just went he saw what our biggest flaws were and he brought in guys to do it but he didn't just bring in freshmen he brought in transfers who've been there done that and bring in that experience and he brought in freshmen or he brought in transfers from successful programs i mean hunter reinhardt you know they're four-time national champs he was there for two of them Absolutely. he brought in um on for our lsm austin shepherds you know he came from the university of tampa who right now is number one in division two lacrosse oh wow um our goalie alex cordero wingate i think they're like top five in division two lacrosse right now so he just brought in guys that weren't just division two lacrosse players they were division two lacrosse players they were starters and they came from programs that were successful you know and i think they've helped a lot in the culture and bringing that like all right this is how we did it this is how our teams that were successful did it Mm -hmm. and so i think like guys like hunter and all those guys that transferred in were a huge part in like giving us a slap on the wrist and be like yo you guys, this is why you got in like this. This is the way we operate. If you want to be good, this is
0: how you have to operate. And I'm sure bringing in guys from that high level that elevates your entire team because they realize, okay, now if I don't pick up, my spot's gone. Yep, so if, even that. if they lose their starting spot, them playing at a higher level on a second team because that's something that I think is huge in big team sports like lacrosse and football and soccer. If you don't have a good second third string who are one obviously with the cross it's a lot of substitute moving in and yeah. out but if you don't have guys giving good looks at practice it's shot yeah. yep. and you're done so uh what, what do you think huh? you kind of agree with that or what, what yeah you yeah you weren't here last year my bad but no. you weren't here last year uh but what's been the change? at least since you first came into Weber to right now
1: uh I mean I, I'd say my biggest thing like especially when I was looking out to transfer you know I was really I was really trying to think about, you know, like where I wanted to go and and really, you know, what program I felt like I was going to fit in best with. And, I mean, from the outside looking in last year, I mean, it was a program that went 3-7, but I saw, you know, I didn't see like a 3-7 like bottom of the barrel team. Like, you know, it, it was more of me like, okay, like, I mean, hell, first game of the season you guys played against Cumberlands, and I mean – it's not like they lost by fifteen or twenty something goals. scored I mean, the
2: first goal in uh, history in two seconds. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You
1: know what I mean? I and guess it, the top ten. Yeah, yeah, they, were, they, were the, yeah, yeah. they were. Like, yeah, and I mean, fifth eight, last year, yeah. Wow. Wow. Cumberland's is a team that makes it to the semis in the nationals every single year. And I mean, like, if that, like that, just that game alone, right there, like, made me turn my head and be like, wow, okay, like maybe this may potentially be you know, where, 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 you know, I may want to end up next. And, uh, and then once I got down here, you know, that I really just proved myself right. And I knew, you know, Coach Bredick did a really good job, like Ray was saying, like, bringing in a bunch of really key, pivotal players in areas. And I mean, not only that, but you know, like, you know, we had guys that came in from these other places that, you know, they knew, they knew the way of the road, they knew how to be successful and what it took to be there. And I mean, like Ray said, I mean, when we came in, just having those guys and all of us on the field at the same exact time. Cause I mean, we're a team of 53 guys. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we pulled in almost what, like 10 transfers or something like that. Like, yeah, I mean, close to that so. number eight or nine. Yeah. And uh, you know, for us to come in and you know, it wasn't really like, hey, like, you know, these transfers have came in and like, they're gonna take your spot. It was more so like, okay, like, this is what we wanna be, okay? So we brought in these guys to obtain this. So now we're gonna put this together and we're gonna make it work and everything is gonna be brought up from the ground up. And I feel like as the season has gone on, we have done such a good job of that. Like, I mean, I'm proud of this group, I'm proud of this program and all the guys that we've really brought in because I mean, to be three and seven one year and then literally not even 365 days later, you're sitting at 11 and four, you know, with a locked in conference playoff bid, you know, being able to have a legitimate shot to make natties and to make a run. I mean, that's, that's pretty huge. That's pretty huge. We talked, or y'all both talked about the transfers. You, obviously, you, you come from the best NAIA program right now.
0: They are the Alabama football before my boys, right? I'll see the <laughs> yeah Georgia, yeah, Georgia, yeah, Georgia. Yeah. we're, yeah. Yeah, we're at, the dogs now. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. But, um, it, but no, you come from Reinhardt, a uh, two-time national champion. What's the culture at Reinhardt and what you've tried to bring in? Like, what, what have you brought in from Reinhardt? Obviously a elite program, but what Weber is trying to get to. Very close to it. Mm. So, uh,
1: I mean, I'm a Georgia boy just like you are. Just myself. Sir. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you know, let's go, GA, hey, baby. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I will say I think the uh, the biggest thing that I feel like I've brought in Um, to the program because, I mean, my biggest thing when when I transferred is that, I mean, obviously, I am what I am and became what I became because of my experiences and what I have done there, and I mean, when I was there, it was some of the best years of my life with some of the best teammates that I've ever had, and my number one thing that I didn't want to do is I didn't want to come in and try to, like, recreate the same environment or, you know, like, try to make this, like, my Reinhardt or anything like that, you know, because you're just, you know, comparing, you know, tomatoes to oranges at that point, and you just can't do that. And what I, really, what I really wanted to bring in, though, more than anything, was the work ethic, tenacity, and consistency. And also intensity, because, I mean, I when I was at Reinhardt, you know, like, I would say that it's really militaristic. It is very hard-nosed, you know. there Everything is black and white. You know, there's a way that we do things, and then there's what's not acceptable. And uh, I feel like... Coming into this program at Weber, I feel like it is such a good atmosphere for everybody to be on the up and up and to stay on the up and up because now we know what we're capable of. And now I feel like it was just us needing a little bit more discipline and doing that. And you know, because with discipline comes consistency and with consistency comes success. And as long as we have stayed on that track, we have been successful and we continue to do so. So I think discipline is probably the biggest thing that I would say that, that I think I've tried to bring in and implement, because I mean, like last year, I mean, again, like they were a first year program, but I mean, like Bray said, it's not like they were getting rolled. It's not like they were getting killed by 20, 30 something goals. You know, like these were quality, you know, they had quality losses, I guess you could say, but there was so much potential in what had yet to be done yet. And now it's all, it's all coming. It's all coming full circle.
0: Well, I think, Hearing that from y'all, the one guy that really is y'all's coach. Yeah. How do I say his last name again? Burdick. Burdick. I, th- I thought it was like Bertit. No, yeah, yeah, Burdick. Burdick. Burdick, Burdick. Burdick. <laughs> okay. And I haven't had any interactions with him, but hearing him coach, one, he says some low key hilarious shit. Yep. I remember one day I was stretching out there waiting for y'all to get done, and he just says, and I forget who it's about, he said, Am I having a stroke or did so and so just fake high? And then shoot high, and I just bust yeah, out. Yeah. That, that was hilarious. But no, I mean, so moving on from kind of what the, the past or whatever, the very near future is tomorrow. You're facing that kind of monkey on the back. Mm-hmm. It's Kaiser. I haven't beat him yet. What's it going to take for y'all to roll out there, warrior turf, be there, or be check out the live stream. I'm doing my first men's across game if you can't make it. What's it going to take to beat the Seahawks tomorrow?
2: I think from, right, we've played them – They're the only other NAIA team in the state of Florida So we've played them a decent amount Whether it's fall scrimmages or preseason scrimmages We've, you know, when you look at it In season, this is only going to be the third time we've played them But realistically, in, like, program history We've already played them, like, seven times So, and every time we, you know And especially with this Kaiser team Because, you know, they they lost a lot of guys Like a, a lot of teams, they lost a lot of guys, this and that But with this Kaiser team, I think all it is And I think with any game this season is We just have to come out and play our game because, I mean, like you said, we're 11 and four, and I think Hunter can agree with me. All four of those losses, we just didn't play our game that day. Because, I, and you know, you can talk to anybody. I think if we come out and we play our game, we control the pace of the game. And that's the biggest thing with us. We control the pace of the game. We control time and possession, which Hunter is a huge part of that. He gets us the ball, and we just have to make sure that, we have, in lacrosse, we have an 80 second shot clock. Use all 80 seconds. Our coach says it all the time. He's like, he says this all the time. If we get shot clock violations, I don't care you know you you want to get and honestly in lacrosse the team that gets 2 to 3 shot clock violations in a game a lot of times ends up winning because really? that means that you hold the ball for the majority of the game and like you said can't score if you don't have the ball right. and right now and and I think so as long as we come out we play fast we play gritty and we just know and understand that we have the talent like we belong because I think the like you said the monkey on our back I think has been you know guys because of last year the fact that we are just a second year program guys might be like oh you know it's not our time. Like, you know, we don't deserve to be here. It's not our time yet. And it's like, no, like, screw that. It's We're good. We deserve to be here. Let's show people that we deserve to be Hell here. Yeah. Because especially, you know, you think about Kaiser, they've been good since they came in. I mean, their first year they were in the playoffs. They're, and since then, you know, they're national contenders, make it to the national semifinals almost every single year. So this is a game where it's like, this is a team that has been established for I'm going to say six, five, six or five, five or six years now. Mm -hmm. And so, but this is also a team that we 100% deserve to be on the field with. And we come out and we beat this team and that'll be huge for us as a program. And I think it'll be huge a lot for a lot of our younger guys because we do still have younger guys that get in and have, I mean, our whole second midfield line are all freshmen. And, I mean, that's a testament to them. They're they're great. They're doing a great job. Our starting goalie right now is a freshman because um, our, our starter got hurt. But he's been doing a great job coming in and filling in that, in that spot. So I think this will just really show, like, we deserve to be here. We can play with these guys. And it'll just, I think, as long as we come out, we play hard like we always do and we have each other's back. I mean, I think the best games we've had, you look at that sideline, and it's still is, we're 53 deep. You only play it realistically 20 in a game, twenty-five, depending on how deep you're going in your bench. So you got a whole another twenty to thirty guys that aren't playing. And when you look at our bench, I don't think there is a more lively bench, a more bench of guys no, that are just live. happy just yep. happy to be out there, man. Absolutely. And I feel like that's when you when we're at our best, when everybody's just in the game. We're all involved, no matter if you're playing, if you're not, and we're just like we're fucking that team, and yeah, yeah. you're gonna play. You're gonna play us. We're not playing you. You're playing us. Damn right. At, at Warrior
0: turf. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be hot Saturday. Oh yeah, Your yeah. yeah. voice, voice hydrate.
1: And and I hydrate. yeah, hundred ten percent. Definitely hydrate. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. Yeah. hydrate. But I mean, yeah, I I totally agree. Like, I definitely think that as long as we come out, you know, and really and really just stick to what we know, and and not only that, but I feel like a a, a big thing that maybe has been kind of like a deer in the headlights kind of thing is like we are in the top 10. You know what I mean? Like, this is literally a team exactly. that was
0: three and seven,
1: yeah like yeah literally Se- a second year program yeah and a almost second year program exactly yeah. yeah almost unheard of and we're sitting at you know number seven with the opportunity to to dethrone you know Kaiser, mm-hmm. go into the first round and you know just take it one game at a time from there and I feel like as long as we can realize you know that this is what is at stake and we are here right now and nothing else matters except for this moment that we have gotten ourselves to. Mm-hmm then i think we're going to be completely fine cuz i mean we we've proven it all season long we've done it all season long and we have had so many close games especially in our loss column that that we probably should have won that you know yeah. we have just lost just off of self-inflicted mistakes and that's going to happen you know sometimes you know I, I don't think that luck really has a lot to do with it but you know when the ball rolls your way it sure does help and uh, you know, I just feel like if we just really take advantage of our opportunities and do what we've been trained to do, and just remind ourselves of that, and just play our game from top to bottom, I don't have any doubt we'll come out on top. Yep. Yeah,
0: There's a one goal loss to a t- in a top ten match. where they were number nine at the time. Tennessee and a yeah. good program. And then from then up a, there. A,
2: yep. And then when you think right now, quite a fifth. Yep. And then that was a that was our first loss loss on the season. One goal loss, double overtime. So Who's that? I guess again. Aquinas. Okay. They're they're one of the uh, what are they in the KCAC? Or they're in the WAC. The WAC. The yeah, WAC. one of one of the they're in a different conference. One of our out of conference matchups. But I mean, you know, it's it's been it's been the trend off season long. And I think as two leaders on the team, two upperclassmen on the team, that we really tell the guys. And I th- I mean, he can attest. Every time we have a game, my message to the team is let's 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 come out here and let's not play ourselves because i truly believe that if weber men's lacrosse just plays their game and does not hurt ourselves because that's i think you know young teams a lot of times it's you know the, uh, when you have a young team a lot of times people your players might overthink things you know start wanting to do a little bit too extra than what they need to do our coaches at all the time it, uh, all the time you know baseball reference base hits he right. says you don't have to it doesn't have to be a home run play every single time. Base hits every time, you know, base hits tire the defense out and get get the get the Pass up our, our, you know, and especially in lacrosse. You want to pass up a. It's like kind of like basketball too. You want to pass up a good shot for a great shot. You know, it's all about percentages. It, who who has a better shot of making the goal? A guy who's taking a step down shot from twenty yards out, or a guy who's two yards in front of the cage by
0: himself, one v one with the goalie. I really appreciate y'all bringing in like the baseball and basketball and football references for the audience and myself included. Not like the biggest lacrosse <laughs> yep. guy, but I you know, watch a little bit. I really appreciate y'all bringing in like, oh yeah, get that middle linebacker, yeah, get yeah. That, taking a <laughs> shot. But um, we talked a little bit about uh, you, Hanna, at Reinhardt. We'll go to you, Regis. You've been at Weber uh, for how many years now? Uh, it's my senior year right now. It's your senior year. Yeah. So how are you looking with – well, let's we'll go ahead. Let's talk. talk about your, your freshman year at Weber yeah. here, and then go ahead and transition into that, what your future with lacrosse holds.
2: Yeah, so um, <laughs> it was uh, – my my experience to getting on the uh, weber Lacks team was definitely different from everybody else. Yeah. I uh, played lacrosse and I was – 14, so I've been playing for what, like seven, six, six, seven years now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I started playing in high school and I was, I consider myself, you know, I, I've been playing football. I have been playing football since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like most Florida guys, you know, football is what you it's start with. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. But for some reason, you know, I picked up that lacrosse stick my uh end of my freshman year of high school and I just kind of fell in love with the sport. And awesome. honestly, you know, I'm five foot seven, so. <laughs> In lacrosse lacrosse is probably one of the only sports where realistically your height helps but it's not necessary you right. know your, your yeah. size definitely you know if you're taller bigger kid it's going to help you but you don't actually like that's not it's a necessity not right you know whereas in football it's, you know football you guys guys that can get away with it as well not being big but realistically it definitely helps
0: more in football than lacrosse. exactly
2: so I was I was better at lacrosse but my high school lacrosse team wasn't very good, so most of my college offers for sports coming out of high school were all football. So I actually went to Weber for football. I was on the Weber football team my freshman year, and they announced a Oh, fullback, a fullback. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I was I was a little bit chunkier back then. I was definitely like,
0: a big <laughs> boy. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, well, especially you know I got I committed like before uh, Christmas break, my senior year of high school. So I knew for a while, that's where I was going. I knew they wanted me playing fullback. So I definitely, um, you know, talking to the coaches at Weber and stuff, you know. And then I talked to the strength coaches. I worked. Coming into college, I I was making sure that I had to put on some weight, you know, hitting the weight room and stuff like that. But but yeah, so my freshman year of college, I was on the Weber football team. And then halfway through – That semester, or right before Christmas break, they announced they were making a men's lacrosse team.
0: Okay.
2: Week later, they announced they had a coach, and I just went to his office and I talked to him and I said, you know, I love lacrosse, I miss lacrosse, and he let me. They had um, a prospect camp, and he kind of just let me try out, pretty much. Uh, So I tried out, and he said I could be on the team. And originally, the plan was to do both football and lacrosse. However, (laughs) but I went, I went home. For Christmas break and I talked to my parents about you know everything and I was telling them at the plan and I ended up just deciding that I thought it was better to kind of just solely focus on lacrosse and try yeah. you know I, I hadn't I've been away from the sport for a year so I just I wanted I didn't want and I didn't want to be you know half in half out with both sports you know right, exactly. so I, I just came to the decision that you know I, I went to the coaches at Weber at the time of completely different coaching staff than what's at there now for football and they understood, you know, they were they were super cool about it. They understood. They were like, "Hey, man, do whatever you think is best for you." And so, ended up, you know, kind of funny. And went from fourth string fullback to a captain of the lacrosse team. But <laughs> I ain't a bad
0: upgrade. No, no,
2: I no yeah, that. yeah, definitely. I did, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, man. And then you know, think looking into the future, um, I have I have a year or two left of eligibility, but um, I think. I'm going to be using those in uh, the MCLA, uh, which is a club. It's club, club lacrosse uh, division at the division, like all the big division one schools that don't have a scholarship lacrosse team, they'll have club Mm -hmm. lacrosse and they still compete. There are teams that are competitive, um, but you know, I'm planning on getting my master's at UCF. And so it's just, you know, I talked to coach about, we we, we tossed up the idea of me coming back for my master's at Weber, but um, it just ultimately, you know, talking long-term and things like that. Uh, it, w- it made more sense for me to go to UCF. Um, so that's the plan right now. And then for in lacrosse terms, I, I definitely, I love the sport too much to leave it. So I definitely plan on coaching at some level, um, whether it's, you know, travel ball or high, my old high school for, you know, when I head back home or whether, you know, whatever it might be, because I just love the sport too much. I, I, I'm not ready to completely give it up. And I, honestly, I don't think I ever will completely give it up. Um, but that that's the plan moving forward, going into the future, and I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, it's gonna be sad when whenever this ride ends this year. Hopefully, it'll end uh, in early May. You yeah. know, and we'll be holding up a yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, holding up a banner or two. But um, mm-hmm. but you know, whenever this, you know, I'm, I've definitely my mindset this entire year, kind of knowing that it was probably gonna be my last year playing on a competitive team. Right. Um, I've just been soaking it all in, you know, enjoying every single practice, enjoying every game, every trip, you know, trying to bond with the boys and stuff like that. Because I know when that final whistle hits, whenever this ride ends, and like I said, hopefully it's May 14th, us holding a, a national championship banner. Be awesome. uh, yeah, but yeah, I know it'll definitely sink in then. But uh, until then, join the ride and just put it in the grind. and, like I said, and. like I mean, we're not stopping until we win that ring.
1: Yeah, man.
2: I, ever, before before the season started, I told everybody, I said, I'm not leaving this school till I leave with the ring on my finger. And Coach Burdick made the uh, made the joke. He said, All right, boys, so we're either winning a championship or Ray's got to get married. <laughs> 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 so so yeah yeah yeah. So it was it's it's uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I've been excited for a while
0: yeah so honey we talked a little bit with you about uh reinhardt what not you got a little bit more into how you got to reinhardt and then weber. And we and just continue on what does what your future hold here at weber and uh so on
1: so uh actually my lacrosse story is a little bit similar to uh to Ray's. uh i played football and baseball my whole life and then um once i got into my junior year of high school um I quit playing football my sophomore year, suffered a bunch of concussions and stuff. So mm. ultimately had to give that up. Unfortunately, I was a quarterback too back in the day. You just okay. sling that thing. Oh, slinging! Yeah. You already know, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. gunslinger. slinger. But, uh, no. Nah, so, uh, after that, um, uh, there was a, uh, in the city of Rinkin, a uh, little small town that, uh, that I'm from, there was this, uh, club called the Rinkin lacrosse club. And, uh, my buddy good good friend of mine uh Dalton Harris was like hey man like I think you should try it out I think you'd be really good at it if you really tried and I mean dude I went out there and I was like man this is sticking and bald, dude I can't throw this thing <laughs> for like to save my damn life but man I'll tell you what the next day I came back to practice and I mean it I mean I instantly fell in love with it I mean it That's was awesome. just it was almost like it was almost meant to be and um then throughout high school, uh, I had a bunch of offers and stuff like that. I got really good, really quick, uh, my junior and senior year. And then um, how I ended up making it to Reinhardt is actually kind of funny because I had committed to uh, St. Andrews University, who is actually now in our conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a you know pretty substantial amount of money to go there, You know, pretty decent looking uh, scholarship. Well, then yeah, okay. going into July 27th um, of 2017, I'd already graduated at this point. I'm getting ready to go there. Well, then I get an email from the admissions saying that they canceled their whole entire lacrosse program, oh, wow. coach is gone, all that. So then, you know, I'm kind of scrambling and I'm like, wow, like that was like my whole shot. You know, everything like I, you know, I, I now it's gotten to a point to where I'm like, OK, like I don't think I'm going to play college lacrosse. And one night uh, I just I, I mean, honest to God, I looked up NAI men's lacrosse teams. Mm-hmm. And Reinhardt was the first one they came across. And I, I saw uh, Mr. John Snow. I saw his email and I was like, Hey man, well, I might as well write him an email real quick. I thought twice about it. My buddy said, Hey man, worst thing that's going to happen is he reads it and you don't hear nothing back. And I was <laughs> like, well, you want to know it? You're right. <laughs> Bing! Bing! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I let it fly. And then, uh, about a week later, I get an email back and he said that he reviewed my film, you know, like the way that I moved and how I did things. And then about three days later, I went up there with my family and then uh, committed the same day. And yeah, that, that's how I ended up at Reinhardt. And then I stayed there from, uh, from when I graduated in 2017 all the way up until the, uh, the spring of 2021. Um, my freshman year uh, had a pretty decent season. I think I played in like seven or eight games, you know, didn't really play a whole lot then my sophomore year that whole summer just really worked worked my tail off i mean really really you know had to have a come to jesus meeting with myself because i knew how i, I know i know the standard of like where i hold myself and like what i think is acceptable for for me to achieve and to compete at and i felt like my freshman year just wasn't even like scratching the surface of like what i was capable of so my sophomore year i i worked my tail off uh heading in you know that whole summer heading into that year ended up becoming the starter and just i mean ran away with it uh from then on out and won my second national championship ring um And I mean, you know, like I said before, you know, like being a part of – there's nothing like being a part of a national championship team. Like, I mean, that was probably one of the coolest experiences that I ever had the pleasure and the honor to be a part of. I mean, it it really was – it really was like I felt like a a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing. And uh, ultimately, um, going into my junior year uh, in 2021, you know, I mean, me playing lacrosse was never – to me going to be done you know like at the collegiate level because my goal is to to play professionally and to you know whether that's uh in the indoor league which is boxed across which is kind of like arena football in a way. yeah i've
0: seen uh atlanta has a team yeah I mean, yeah, I, 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 yeah the georgia that. swarm yeah yep.
1: yeah and uh so you know like uh, I, i'm trying to you know see my different avenues of like where i could possibly go with that and, and i mean ultimately when uh what ended up being the reasoning why i left reinhardt is just because you know my coach had certain ideals in place that he wanted to accomplish, and I on the other hand had other avenues that I wanted to explore and that I wanted to make possible for me and my future. And at the end of the day, you know, it just didn't end up working out. And uh, I actually met Coach Burdick, I left Reinhardt in January, and I trained with, a, uh, with these uh, professional lacrosse players called the Faceoff Factory with Joe Nardella, actually. And i had been training with them for about two years at this point. And, you know, I left and I told my coach, uh, my coach, Jared, who uh, he headed the draw days in Atlanta at the time, him and uh, Hunter Forbes, who used to play lacrosse at uh, Jacksonville University. And uh, I told, you know, Coach Jared, I was like, hey, man, you know, this is my situation. This is what's going on. And then he said, okay, well, you know, if you still want to play in the NAIA, I know of a school called Weber. And I was like, really? (laughs) And he said, yeah, I know the coach. His name's Chris Burdick. Uh, He's a real players coach. You know, I think you and him would probably hit it off. And I was being a residential electrician at the time uh, after I left Reinhardt. So, you know, I was up in people's attics, you know, twisting wires together and stuff. dude. And then I came back down and uh, I got a phone call from uh, Coach Burdick. And then we talked for about an hour and a half. Took me a nice little lunch break. (laughs) came back in and then you know I mean dude it it was it was crazy how it all happened because I left Reinhardt you know and I was kind of you know I was kind of like in shambles in a way just because like I knew I wanted to finish and I knew what I was trying to accomplish but I just didn't have a team to play for at the time and you know so I just sat out that whole entire year and then you know I got in touch with Birdie and Birdie was like hey like I need a really good upperclassman proven face-off guy. And I was yep. like, hey, Let's I'm right here, baby. Let's <laughs> go. Dude, I'm telling you, it was great. It Dude, was great.
0: So we kind of have a little bit of summer When I entered the transfer portal from Lincoln, I just worked with my dad in a machinery shop for about seven months. And when you're away from your sport from that long, mm-hmm. I fell back in love with football mm-hmm. um, during that time. You kind of have that same thing with, with lacrosse, just being like, I've got to get back on on the uh what, what do you call it the pitch what, what, what do you just uh get
1: the, back on the horse I guess you could call it okay yeah. right. I guess you could call it you can call it anything you want right. but uh I mean yeah I mean I definitely feel like I definitely feel like afterwards I really um I really feel like when I left like I mean I had I had a, a burning passion for the sport when I left but like or before I left, excuse me. But once I did, and then I realized that, like, I wasn't playing for a team anymore. Mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing my teammates that I had seen every day for three years. You know, my boys, my brothers, you know. Like, I feel like, for me, that I took a big hit personally. Maybe not, like, in a really negative way, but more in, like, it just really ignited, like, an inferno inside yeah. of me. Because, yep. like, I mean, I had a burning passion before. But then afterwards, you know, when all that stuff happened, it wasn't like, okay, like... I'm going to do this because I can. It was like, no, I'm going to do this because I have to now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that, you know, granted, I mean, I hate that I left there. You know, ultimately, I wish I could have graduated. I wish it would have gone the way that I wanted it to. But that's just not how the cookie crumbled. And I'm more than thankful for the opportunities that I have now because of Coach Burdick. And I mean, if anything, my future is even brighter and more set in stone than yep. what it was, me being there at Reinhardt and stuff. And I mean, I mean, to be honest, like it was a rocky road, I mean, just getting down here and ultimately getting down to Weber from when I first met Ray on my visit to now. I mean, it's been a rocky road, but I mean, dude, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like I know that it definitely, it definitely lit me up and I feel like I have a whole entire new outlook on how I do things, not just only in the sport, but how I carry myself before practice, during practice, during my training, you know, watching film, all of that stuff.
0: Yeah, like you said, you thought you had your plan set with Reinhardt be there four years, and I had the same thing at Lincoln, Mm -hmm. and I talked with uh, Bree and Race a little bit, time travel, i I already did the interview with them, but y'all are going to be the first interview, whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. But, um, yeah, just that, when I first came to Weber, and I'm not going to tell them because they're going to hear it twice as part, I didn't really plan on doing, definitely had no idea I'd be planning on doing a podcast where I'd covering everything in the entire conference, much less what i do with Weber and... Weber's a really special place, man. It's mm-hmm. such a family it feels like, everything feels like a big family there's no I don't feel like there's really any clashes between sports here I think mm-hmm. there was I think I heard a couple years ago baseball and football that was more of a girl kind of getting yeah you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: and,
2: you know and the funny thing that you say about that is because last year when we you know it was our first season and we shared the turf football and lacrosse shares the turf yep and it was funny because a lot of times um, the the guys on the team would make jokes about you know whether because sometimes you know the schedule got mixed up or whatever and right. we'd go out there for practice and you guys were warming up and we were all like, well, well fuck, like we yeah. got practice, like you know, yeah. so just stuff like that and everybody's like oh joking like oh Burke's about to go and they're they're about to, you know the coaches the football coach and him are about to, this yeah, and that yeah. and it's like, nah,
0: it's, it's they just go
2: never. and and you know and I think the biggest thing. And I don't know very much about the past um, coaching staffs, but this new coaching staff with Coach uh, Pooch yeah, and, yeah. and Coach Beak and all of them, they, they've been really supportive of, mm-hmm. like, I think they, them more. And I think that was really – I think as of late, I think there's even less friction between teams yeah. just because of the fact of, you know, they, they got some guys in, in Weber football now too that are, like – for you know, I was there for the old regime, and I think, you know, are actual decent human beings. Yeah. And when Coach Pooch and Speak and all of them that they're bringing in, and I just think you know all the coaches just understand, and they all support each other. I mean, you know, yeah. Pooch and Speak. Every time I see them around campus, they're like, "Yo, you guys are killing it!" Like, yeah. like fuck yeah! Like keep it up! Like this and that. I've, I've seen Speak at like a game or two of ours, and so I think, I think it's just you know, like you said, it's just that environment. And I mean, even Coach Speakman is. Um, one of the only coaches from when I was there that's still there, him yep. and, and Pooch, and I really think it's just them two now. It might yep. be from, from yeah, before. Carps. Yeah, Carp's gone. Car- gone. And they both still treat me like – like I said, like they know, you know, they, yeah. the, I mean, they don't. There's no, you know, bad blood or anything. Like they see me around, and like how you, like yeah. every, since I left football, like they've always been like, how you doing, man? Like everything good, like everything how's life, yeah. you know, this and that. And I, 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 just think that's awesome.
0: I think they knew that your best path was to go with the cross, and they yeah. were happy to see you succeed as a young man. Uh, and I, I love Pooch. I love, oh, yeah. love speak. And this program is going in the right direction. Kind of like last year, we went two and eight last year. Kind of y'all went three and seven and Pooch's first year as the interim head coach, yeah. and now he's got the full title. And, dude, we're going to compete this year. Yeah. We're, we're, it's going to be – we're, we're going to be up there. I'm <laughs> extremely mm-hmm. excited. But yeah, with the, with the whole respect thing with the team, y'all showed us a lot of respect during the fall. You know, y'all weren't – y'all were never, like, out there or, like – because as a punter, my practice mostly consists of 30 minutes before practice. That's when the field's open. And when I was out there, even if there were guys practicing – you guys would clear off or at least get off to part of the field where I had enough room to punt I really appreciated that and it was a huge point early in the spring where when we had some guys out there that day and they got off the field but that day it would say if there's we got huge text we have a I don't know it was like an instant message kind of deal Yeah, and it said if there are any lacrosse players men's or women's get off the turf get off the turf get outside the black lines you do do some work outside the black lines so there is respect there, and I I really love that here yeah. at Weber because at Lincoln, I probably shouldn't say that, but <laughs> I'm gonna say it wasn't respect. There was more friction there yeah. than here. Yeah, and I can't speak for what you had at Reinhardt, but mm-hmm. I say the togetherness we have here at Weber is something really special, and I I, I love it. Well, I think yeah. it's. Plus it's got it, I think yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I think, I think well,
2: I think it just also helps. Like I think the coaches, I think all the coaches understand that like it's that's the best way for all of us to be able to succeed you know Mm -hmm. the best the best way especially like when you look at all the teams that use the turf and that like the best possible way is just for you know why argue and stuff there's there's one turf you know there's one turf field and three to four teams use that turf field so why are we going to argue about it like it is what it is that's the situation like arguing is just going to make it worse it's going to waste everybody's time so now yeah i definitely think they do a great job of that
1: yeah and i mean uh yeah just to touch on a point that I made earlier though too is like I definitely feel like you know everybody at least all the teams from my understanding like how I view things like from the outside looking in this being my first year here is like every team on campus it seems like has like that chip on their shoulder they have like something to prove and I think that that's what I that's what really like I think you know really like got me and pulled me in. Like once I got here and I visited the campus with Ray, uh, I mean, going on a year ago now, um, you know, I came to the campus and like, you know, like you see people, you know, like working out or you see softball over there doing their thing. You know, you see the soccer girls doing their thing, working hard every single day, flag football, working hard every single day, basketball guys working hard every single day, football guys, you know what I mean? And like, it's like, and like, I feel like that, that is, that's what I like the most. And that's what I think is really special about Weber is that, you know, everybody wants to work And to get to that point to where they are successful. You know what I mean? And like everybody has something to prove, you know, like, you know, good is not good enough. Like, you know, there, there's always that extra bar on the ladder that you need to climb. And that's what I like, because I feel like when I came in, you know, when I was training on the field which is actually when I first met you that's right like every like you came out there punting and I was out there you know like uh, doing my face off drills and stuff you're like hey man can you take some pictures of me I was like heck yeah dude like I'll definitely love to post for you like (laughs) no worries yeah Yeah. (laughs)
0: that's right when my first thing I did before the podcast and the baseball and all that, my first thing was, I was just taking pictures. Yeah, yeah, and I remember, and Hunter was one of the first guys that I did that. Well, I think I did pretty good with the pictures. Dude, was, yeah, they I, look, I, sick. I was like, I look, look sick. posted right? in the yeah, same yeah, right. yeah, yeah. day. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he, he was, was like, yo, look, I was like, yo, Hunter, let me see the pictures yeah. you posted, because he, yeah.
2: he posted like two of them, he's like, well, yeah. I got more, and I was yeah.
0: like, yeah, those are sick, man. have to get back out of the camera, go back to my early yeah. webber yeah. days. We need to get right, man. We need to get right. It's just like, my schedule has been like, Un, like I, my plate is like Thanksgiving day between oh, yeah. <laughs> spring football, five hard classes. Like, I don't have an easy class this semester. Mm-hmm. Sucks so passing everything. It be mostly bees, of bees, but you know, <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, take, is what we'll, take, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll yeah, take it. Yeah, we'll yeah. It is what it and is. And then this and baseball. But I promise I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. But um. Boys, that's all I got, all the questions I got for y'all. If y'all have anything for me, go ahead. If not, I'm all good, man. You no,
1: man, I uh, appreciate yet. it. Thanks yes, for sir. having us, man. I yeah. hope to appreciate be on here again. Appreciate y'all
0: coming on, and
1: good luck this weekend. Oh, yeah.
0: I will be there. Y'all tune in, and that's going to do it for Mr. Ray and Mr. Hunter. And here is Bree and Ray. You know what that means? No one
1: knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's nice. It gets well, the people it. going.
0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome on a very special couple. On the uh, on the podcast, Power Couple of Weber International University, Brianne Dove Valdez and Ray Rodriguez. So, these, this is the first time I have multiple guests on at the same time. So, a little bit of fun stuff. So, we'll start with you, Ray. And I just want to jump into. I wanted. I was talking about doing this a little bit later, but I. What's happening with Weber? Mm-hmm. What, what What's going on with baseball right now? Because we started off extremely good. It was a. little we're a little bit of a struggle. What what we got to do to turn around, baby?
3: I mean, right now, I mean, we still have the unity as a team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you went pretty well. Um, it's just like I feel like at this point in the season, I mean, we're facing the tougher competition. Where we're facing the nationally ranked teams like the Southeastern, St. Thomas's, Kaisers. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Kaiser a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> very good ball club. Um, and it's a ballpark that they're very tough to get. Yeah. It's very tough to beat out there. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, we just got to find a way to turn it around. We played two – we had two games against Southeast in uh, last weekend. It was pretty close to six. And then after that, I feel like in a way – I don't know what I mean. I feel like we kind of settled in a way. Like we kind of had like some kind of like pressure on us mm-hmm. kind of being behind the game, trying to do something. And like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes –
0: and they just kind of flipped that switch. Yeah. Um, we were unable to answer that. Yeah.
3: Kind once of, yeah. Southeastern gets going, they're a very tar- uh, tough team to beat yeah. once they get very stuff going, stuff gets going their
0: way and all like that. Yeah. I, I was talking with Brian Fuentes today, uh, in an interview this morning, <laughs> and I asked him about what made y'all be able to. We didn't like Weber was beating and winning, beating y'all, winning y'all against y'all, and pretty much dominating the game through eight innings. And he just said, bro, it's been all year. When we know we got to flip that switch and become the team that we are, it's anybody. It could be anybody, anywhere on the lineup, somebody coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. And I personally think in games one and two, for the majority of the game, majority of the innings, Weber was the better baseball team. But when you're going up against one of the best pitchers in the country.
3: Best pitchers and some of the best bats in the lineup. In the entire country. Absolutely.
0: And you know, we leave the bases loaded twice. Two two guys <laughs> on, I think three times. I mean you you can't do that. You can't beat a lot of teams like that, much less a team that's thirty two and one. But I'm still very happy with how the season's going because I know it's baseball mm-hmm. and Teams go on slumps. You know, the greatest team in the world is the Atlanta Braves. You know, they occasionally get sweaty. <laughs> Los know. Angeles
4: Dodgers. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going
0: to have a little fun with that. Like, but, um, and a Yankees fan too, right? I'm an Angels fan. Angels fan. That's yeah. why I was thinking of X, my bad. There you go. Yeah. At least, I think you're probably like the most sane fan, fan group of like yeah. – Of the – everybody's sitting here. Yeah. Because I think Dodgers and Braves fans are going to be like ripping each other's <laughs> words out. They're
4: for that the forgotten next. team.
0: Like another thing too about Southeastern that I realized
3: like Mm. we didn't cash in all the easy RBIs. It's like if we don't if we don't cash in on those, they're somehow going to like make us pay for the mistakes that we made. Yep. So, I mean, Southeastern is a very good ball club. I mean, you have some dude you have obviously Rob Evans up there. Yeah. He's just seeing him throw is something very different from what we've seen this year. Mm. Um, Likes to pitch backwards a lot. Early in the game, yeah, that's the thing we noticed early at often. It's just like we noticed like his change was probably one of his best pitches mm. in his arsenal. But
0: really good ball player. It's just so hard to lay off of his pitches because they stay in the strike zone. He fills it up really for hard. a long time yeah. and they dip out so yeah. fast. But no, no. As yeah. I said, this baseball team special. We dropped yeah. to 18 in the polls. Yeah. I think once we, I think we'll get hot at the end of the year, which is now. I would say we're going to win nine of our last uh, 12, right? Yeah, so not, yeah, yeah. I can't game. remember if it was 13 because of the, South oh, yeah, the Southeastern Southeast. okay. Yeah. So, I think we'll, we can win nine or ten of those games, get hot in the conference tournament, and turn on it. I was talking to Brian today. I told him yeah, he knows about how I picked y'all to win the conference tournament on the first episode. And I swear I told him I'm not changed. I, I, I ain't. I still. That's I'm a still, true fan
4: right there. I, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm rocking with my team. I'm going to be in West Palm Beach right. covering the Warriors and the fire going off. Right. But I tell you, I think we will turn it. I don't want to say turn it around, but get out of the slump. I think we yeah. will start this weekend against USCB, continue against a really good uh, St. Thomas and Warner team coming up. Yeah. yeah.
3: That Warner series is going to be really well, too. I'm I can't excited wait. For that one. Oh, I can't wait. And I just feel like, too, like, um, like it just takes, like, one game, one guy to yeah. just spark the team up and get them going. Like, Colin always just tells us, like, if it's not it's it's not if it's not this guy, it has to be the next guy in line. It's like you got to pretty much pass the torch through the lineup, right. and whoever's hot that game is going to help carry the load. It's not always going to be the same guy, but Thanks. we just got to make sure that. If somebody doesn't do their job, just pass it on to the next guy, pick up the slack, and we got to keep moving.
0: Okay. All right. We're just going to – enough baseball for now. Let's <laughs> talk beach volleyball. Yeah, the real because sport. Because <laughs> I have been very vocal on this podcast. That's not my sport. I don't know right. it well. However, the Sun Conference is a lot like with baseball. Sorry, no more baseball. I'm no, not saying the word baseball for at least the next ten minutes. But, um, no, yeah, there are a lot of great teams in the Sun Conference. I believe there's three in the top ten right now. Is that about
4: right? Yeah, so Weber, us, were up in the top 10. Ave Maria, mm. and I think Southeastern is up there, and at least receiving votes has been changing quite a bit. Mm. But um, yeah, we're definitely showing up. The West Coast has been dominating a little bit with Vanguard, Ottawa, um, the Masters. They're I don't know if they're a new program, but I think with COVID, that kind of like messed around. Um, some are like their seasonal place west cliff yeah they're definitely really good teams out we're preparing for for the nai tournament so we're really looking forward to that but in the sun conference we just added on two new teams so we have a total of nine competing teams in the sun conference um and they're from alabama and mississippi i believe william carey university and the university of mobile so we just saw them this weekend um, up in alabama and it was definitely definitely different type of play and we were able to execute those games by a 3-2 win for both of them so basically um for those who don't know beach volleyball you have five pairs so each team is a double and out of those five pairs three of your teams need a win so you win your school wins the entire duel Mm -hmm. so we were able to just really pull out those dubs um three two so they're really close matches and you know i mean i'm just grateful that the sport of beach volleyball is developing and the competition is increasing so it's definitely nice to see um I mean our program has definitely been on the map for like as long as the NAI has introduced it but now that the competition is elevating so do we you know yeah. so it's definitely um I mean that's why we're out here right to play yeah. to compete like no one wants these easy wins no one just wants like the title given like everything needs to be earned and I think this year we've definitely been able to overcome some adversity and you know pull out those those wins we've um gone undefeated so far so
0: yeah so what so, I'm sorry uh when did Weber get beach volleyball
4: when oh I, has it been a while,
0: I, I don't know has yeah it been at Weber for a while yeah at least sometimes? for like the
4: last 10 years
0: okay so you've cut what year you, you came in in 19 I came 20?
4: in in 19 yeah as 19. a junior
0: okay so what has Weber done since you got here and as you said with the progression and how big it's getting to teams like Ave Southeastern, and now, I was surprised to hear, I knew about mobile, but I didn't know a team like Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So what has Weber done to continue to be one of the best teams in this conference?
4: Yeah, um, I mean, Coach Jess, I'm obviously from California, so mm-hmm. she's just been working really hard to recruit talent and bring in girls from literally all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a little hard just because a lot of our um athletes and I know a lot of other programs can relate to this that the majority of the athletes come from indoor, right? So it's like you have these indoor girls and you're trying to develop them to beach athletes because it's a completely different sport. I was,
0: yeah, I was just going to segue my next question. What is the difference?
4: Yeah, I mean you have doubles, so instead of six people on the court you have two, you have elements, you have sun, wind, yep. you have I mean the sand of course, you know, so it's just uh, very completely different sport very different strategy you know you have to have a lot of ball control because it's just two of you yeah you know like you really it's as much of as it is still a team sport it's very much individual and you know people who struggle with you know some composure body language attitude which not just happens within women's sports 100% in yeah. men's sports like we we're talking about with baseball it's just Who's going to bring in that momentum, you know? But except when you're playing doubles, the other team can pick up on that when your body language is down, and people capitalize on that. Yeah, sure. So being able to have like the sturdy mindset on the stand is definitely important. But I mean, we've had a lot of support from the administration, and obviously, Weber's doing something right to still have us on the map because we've been having a target on our back for. For many many years and I don't think that's ever gonna like stop soon so
0: yeah I mean, that's great man yeah. you look at our baseball team the <laughs> by the way you said baseball first so that broke the, that broke the no baseball talk hey, right? we're here to talk
4: about sports <laughs> and yeah, I oh, feel yeah. like many but, of the sports have more similarities than it does have differences and I think that's yeah, I something mean, that should be acknowledged because you know we're all athletes we're all here competing and we just happen to be better with the bat or better with sand in the net
0: you know absolutely i mean and that's that is awesome to hear because you hear like obviously baseball it's southeastern's got the big target on their back mm-hmm. sports like football it's been kaiser a little bit less of late so they, it's gotten a little bit tighter but from what i've known it's always been kaiser and it's yeah. awesome here weber has that team
3: yeah with
0: sure. beach volleyball mm-hmm. a lot of pride in that and i mean this is the sun conference podcast or whatever but I've made it well known where my allegiance stands, I mean, yeah. you know, where I'm where I'm rocking with. So, um, But as you said earlier, you, you're from California, right? Yeah, so... Because so, yeah, you don't don't hear about a ton of people outside of an NAIA program from out of state. So right. how do you get one uh, on the opposite side of the country?
4: Yeah, it's funny because whenever I meet people, I'm like, yeah, I'm from SoCal. I'm from Los Angeles. They're like, what? Well, what are you doing over here? I'm like, <laughs> I'm out here trying to play beach volleyball. What do you mean? So... Uh, Yeah, after high school, I went to JUCO um, at Mount SAC, which is in Los Angeles County. I got my Kines degree there, and then I played indoor all my life. And then beach volleyball is when it was first introduced to me, my freshman year of college. And then I ended up getting recruited by Coach Jess, whose husband is from Los Angeles. So she lived in Los Angeles area, so she was just reaching out to JUCO's athletes out there who were like, Hey, who's trying to come play, you know? And at that point, I wasn't ready to give up indoor, but so I signed to Weber on a dual scholarship to pursue both uh, beach and indoor. But yeah, definitely after my first year here, which was also COVID year, Mm -hmm. which was super crazy. um, After that, I just pursued beach only my senior year, and now I'm a fifth year senior now. So it's definitely been super fun. And I just wanted to stay in the sun, you know, kind of warm weather, coast-like.
0: What's better, the the Florida sun or the SoCal sun?
4: You know, it's different. I definitely fell in love with Florida when I came out here. Having a second family out here has definitely been helpful. But, I mean, the West Coast, like Los Angeles, is always going to be home to me. Like, that's never going to change. So, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, by the way, if y'all are hearing that squeaking, that is our awesome co-host, Scooter. He made, he made quite the appearance on the last video of the, uh, that we had here with DJ, and uh, he's making his presence well-known, per usual. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, so, when you transferred here at, to, to Weber, and now, I talked about this yesterday with DJ, is it different now that it's kind of coming to an end, like... Because, like, this is your last – it's kind of your last hoorah, right?
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's I mean, the last hoorah. This
0: but, is it a little um, surreal at this point? Or
4: it what? is. Yeah. And I just, you know, as a fifth-year senior, I just try to – because you hear it all the time. You're going to regret it. Like, enjoy every moment. Like, give it all you got. And when you're a sophomore, junior, even a senior, like, you don't really – truly understand what that means and like for me being able to you know be 23 still playing collegiate ball and like the majority of my team is this freshman sophomore age group like i just kind of try to share that like you're never going to have this team ever again you know whether you're coming back like this team we have here isn't going to be the same as you have next year so you know just trying to lead by example trying to show up every day with like lots of energy like a good attitude like even if like my practices or my passing or like my like my sport just isn't working for me I can always control uh, control my attitude and effort and because at the end of the day we're here to have fun we're here to compete and you know it's just a different mindset definitely when you're older and I just feel like a lot of times like it gets taken for granted and you just got to remember that this is a privilege like so especially where I'm from like no one's playing beach volleyball when I'm from like half of the kids I grew up with like aren't even going to college you know they're working at corporate jobs and it's just you know it's a blessing it's definitely a blessing yeah. for sure and you know for some people who may not have that perspective like I totally get it and I totally understand but you know you always need those people to kind of remind you so um yeah I mean we're heading into the conference tournament this weekend and you know trying to just put our best foot forward and we've made it this far and now it's time to finish the
0: job so yeah so you say you're going into the conference tournament this weekend is that going to be broadcasted or where is it going to be it's so
4: (laughs) Auburn Maria's hosting and that's kind of my uh, little fight with them because Ave Maria is like this tiny community and mm. when, I, we, when we went there to play against them for conference play they had like no service so if you when you go there like you either have to be on wi-fi or you get like uh, no uh. service in your phone so hopefully they'll have some kind of hotspot we usually just uh, stream it via our personal Facebook lives because it's kind of okay. hard to stream three different courts at the same time and,
0: and what's the uh what's the facebook account for uh people? weber uh, beach volleyball weber beach volleyball yeah okay all right well i'll definitely be tuning in yeah uh, you good? You nosebleed bleeder. Or... no i'm good okay you good y'all thirsty y'all anything drink no, I'm, good. I'm good i'm good thanks you it. it's it's hostess. good hostess yeah yeah she probably should have asked that before we started but but back to you ray so you're from out west too right
3: i was born and raised in California. Um, I'm more inland than Bree. Mm. Um, I was uh, born and raised in Victorville, California, which is more of like the high desert areas, the halfway point between Vegas and L.A. Um, oh, wow. I moved out here <clears throat> to Seminole, Florida, uh, my freshman year of high school. I went to high school with Brett Phillips. He's uh, the right fielder for the Timber Bay Rays right now. Um, I got the opportunity to play with him through high school. Wow. Well, I didn't get to play with him, but I got to see him play. My older brother played with him. Mm. Um, I played against Bo Bichette in high school, which is um, oh, wow. yeah, I yeah, played against him. Yeah. Obviously, per- he's already, pretty good. He's okay. He's pretty good. I think you can short.
0: Four points too short.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, growing up where I like moved out here my freshman year, it was a different environment for me because I lived probably three minutes away from the beach uh, back home. Mm. Um, growing up in the high desert, obviously, you, I was like two hours away from the beach. Like the closest beach from you were probably like Huntington or Venice Beach. Mm. Um, but, I mean, just the atmosphere change from here and California just is, like, a whole different kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, and, like, the like the baseball, I mean, California, Texas, New York, and Florida are obviously, like, the top four or five states in the country for baseball. But Florida is obviously more of a year-round sport for baseball. Right. Um, I mean, I personally think that living out here has benefited me to improve my game. I always did. not I uh, didn't always pitch growing up. I played shorts after my junior year of high school and uh transfer I became a PO my junior year and then I went to obviously junior senior year of high school played. I walked on at St. Pete College, failed out. <laughs> <laughs> I failed out my first year. That's why I was 21, my first competitive year here at Weber. Oh well. So I did St. Pete College, failed out, then I went to a school up in Manhattan in 2017 or 18. Then I sent out two videos out to one of the pitching coaches here at the time, Andy Polk, who's a coach over at uh, uh, the Juco South Florida. The Juco uh, by like Avon Park.
0: Oh, okay. okay South, yeah. Florida, uh,
3: South Florida State College. Yeah. yeah. And then um, sent, him, sent them two videos and then they took me and then I've just been here ever since.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you gotta love it here. Yeah. You got a beach on campus. Yeah. I know, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the best
4: part. I love it. <laughs> beach court. Yeah,
0: dude. And I came on came on my visit uh, here, and oh, I was a, a coach Speakman, and he was like, "And here's our beach." I'm like, "I'm good." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this <laughs> is I mean, it.
3: For it to be such a small school, I mean, the area we're in obviously isn't that nice, but having the lake there and yeah, you have probably one of the better better sunsets and.
0: Oh, the whole beautiful. conference and out on the dock. Oh, it's beautiful!
3: Even on the even on the baseball field, like after it rains or whatever, you have the clouds behind you and everything like that. You have like probably a better sunset than another the conference. So
0: you know, a guy proposed out there one day. Really? Yeah.
4: What? Uh, yeah, I, I, okay. know, I know. I think his, that's pushing
0: it. I, I know <laughs> his name. He's one of my good friends. Not going to say it. And my boys listening, or they're dying right now. They they know who it is. I'm crying. Right. The That's la- so funny. I, they, they broke up the next <gasps> day. Oh, <laughs> the what? The
4: next day. That's horrible. I think he drinks
0: himself. <laughs> yeah. Proposing it was. on the
4: Weber campus. It, what?
0: It, it's beyond a long story, but I'll, I'll tell you all about it off air. <laughs> <laughs> it is it, it is hilarious. But no, um, so he, he says you play shortstop, so you actually do know how to swing a
3: I haven't swung a bat <laughs>
0: probably in
3: about
4: four
0: or five
3: years. That's why I told him he can never play for the Dodgers because he can't play. Can, hey, <laughs> you can. Oh, you have more D.A. Versus D.H. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, another thing too, like, he's, like how you said how volleyball has, like, you want to enjoy every moment. Like, this team that we have this year is it's, special. It's special. I mean, my first yes. year here, we had Willie Carter who's playing for the Braves right now. My first year, we made it to the regional tournament mm. and that by far is one of the best experience I've had out here however,
4: you're never yeah. gonna get that back cause, you know
3: yeah like you're not yeah. gonna get that experience i mean
4: and being present is super important yeah
3: i mean that's the thing with me like i've learned i've gotten to learn to live in the moment and not think too far ahead in the future and not think in the past like that's the one thing colin has really emphasized on me is just to live in the moment and just enjoy what you're here for and be along for the ride you're not okay you're done you're not
0: <laughs> you can play with that one you're not playing with the porcupine. <laughs> he just grabbed the porcupine. I'm not here. I'm, I'm not listening. <laughs> that, that's not That's where we draw the line. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the line of <laughs> the sand, buddy. Yeah, no, but that um, yeah, Coach Martin, when I met with him for the first time, I was like, oh, this is a baseball guy. Oh, yeah. This is a baseball yeah. guy. actually, I just found out the other day who his dad was. Yep, Charlie Man. I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah, I was t- talking to my uh, uh, Smithy, Austin Smith, the former kicker at Weber Look, He thinks I'm playing with him. <laughs> now. He's trying to get up and get it. You're a terrible co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he, he's this diehard die Eagles diehard Phillies fan. He's like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> but, we've,
3: had, we've had Charlie, I think, out of the four years. He's come out once or twice and just. Just having his kind of presence out on the baseball field kind of gives it a whole different vibe, it's, you know. He's a like, living legend. Yeah. I mean,
0: a thousand win, man, literally one thousand win. <coughs> World series champion. Yeah, yeah, that's if I rank my least favorite teams, baseball teams of all time, twenty twenty Dodgers oh probably my they they probably one I hate it. But that two thousand and eight
3: Phillies
0: team. Philly's team yeah. That's like when I was like seven, eight years old, that's like really started getting into baseball. Yeah. And I was never good at it, but I always liked watching. Right, right. <laughs> I was always more of a soccer and football candidate. Right. But, you know, I mean, anyways, dude, that team just gave me... Uh, just, Ryan Howard playing at Citizens Bank Park should be illegal. Yeah. Playing, like, <laughs> yeah. Chase Utley in his prom. But they did have one player who probably was my favorite Philly player, one of my favorite non-brave players of all time, Roy Holiday. Roy Holiday, yeah. I mean, that's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy. So, and I was actually I was shooting a... Shot in the dark, maybe, hoping. Is there any chance that's a guy you model your game after?
3: Um, I mean, I really – I mean, I'm obviously not, like, the biggest pitcher out there. I mean, mm. some guys that I like watching is, like, Pedro Martinez, obviously. I mean, my hands – I have Go. pretty big hands for my size, Dude, obviously. Yeah,
0: that, I remember, like, the first time I dabbed you up, I was like, what the – first
3: time, I mean, I've been told my hands, like, for me, it's like – I'm probably, like, 5'10". My arms is just long. My hands are big. Um, I say, like, I like looking at like, to Pedro – I like seeing like my, I like to not emulate Strowman's game, but the way he carries himself, like mm-hmm. he's just like I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go beat you, regardless what the situation is. Yeah. Um, me being a reliever too. I mean, she's always told me like you have to be an absolute psycho to come mm-hmm. in the <laughs> game. Yeah. I <laughs> was one of the first. Like, she's told like, him. how do you not like? How does the pressure not get to me? The pressure yeah. does get to me sometimes. Like you can, you guys like. Being fans Like watching us play <clears throat> Warner Like you can see Yeah That <laughs> was That was Yeah It's just like I mean it's just like The pressure sometimes gets to me But I like I like thinking like I like the way Joe Kelly also carries himself too Like just oh, he's awesome Just the cycle Like the psych The inner cycle within yourself Just
4: That one hurt
3: Just seeing yeah, that where, Yeah where He eat? went to the White Sox White yeah. Sox Yeah
0: They're gonna be nasty Yeah the White Sox Should be really good this year I got them going out In the, in the CS Against Toronto
3: yeah, I think the I Blue Jays
0: that. are gonna win the pennant, and the Braves are gonna win the Indians. Yeah, we exactly. gonna back to back, yeah, we'll and see, I'm, gonna, we'll I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hang a fat banner. <laughs> back to back, I will smoke another cigar and have some <laughs> more champagne. Ready? How do you How do you feel about being a Braves
3: fan? Braves fan losing Look. Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers? Yeah. How does that feel? So,
0: how, do you, how does, you know, know, how does Dodgers stand in okay, the room? No. Okay, a fan. okay. 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 <laughs> so Freddie Freeman, it was. Always like that shining star in a very dark room for a lot of years for the Braves. And the fact he stayed all those years made me really appreciate him.
4: Right. Right.
0: However, well, first, he was the captain. He was our leader for my first championship that I've ever seen for my state. Outside of Atlanta United, but... I'm a big soccer fan. Right, right, right. There, it was a new franchise, and so forth. Yeah. it I've been uh, cheering for since I was a kid. Now, I'm also a Saints fan, so I have seen some success in my life. Right. Um, before that point, but boy, these last these last few months. Yeah, I've been intolerable. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, to wrap it up, basically, what he's meant for the Atlanta Braves will outweigh whatever decision was coming in free agency. Yeah. Yeah. What also softened the blow was we found out at the same time that we were not getting Freddie Freeman, that we were probably getting the next best, best option. Matt, with Olson. Matt Olson, yeah
3: Yeah. Who's back.
0: a top three. Um, top two, probably. Probably top two. Um, first baseman. First baseman, yeah. yeah. With him, I, I would say he's third. I've always said he's third. He's past, oh, these past two years behind Freddie one and, and Vladdy, yeah, two, and then Matt Olson is three. three. But it's it, and honestly at first base, it, it really is those three, and it's things like drop off. But those are they're in that elite. They're, they're the elite group. guys, in the, in the league. and he's a left-handed bat. He's yeah. from Atlanta.
3: Yeah,
0: is So, and Freddie going back home is it's surreal. Yeah, and that's fine. He got his ring. He did it, If he, he would have done, if, he if he we would have got looked, the
3: ring and just pieced
0: out. <laughs> if we wouldn't have got the ring, and say he lost, we lost to the Dodgers in this year's CS, that would have been different.
3: Yeah. But no, he
0: got the ring. He hit the his last at bat for the Atlanta Braves was a home run. Yeah. In the World Series. Yeah. I mean, come on. You can't. not love any better. Now, am I sad? Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> did you see the new jerseys the Braves got? Yeah. Did you see the new <laughs> jerseys? Gold outline. <laughs> oh. I, Cause I don't have a Freddie Freeman jersey, right. actually. I would – that would have been it. I think I'm going to get an Austin Riley one. Yeah. Got my Cunha. Got my Navy, uh, Ozzy Albee. So, I think I got to awesome. add. I think Austin Riley would be a good one. Awesome Him or Dansby. Be, Dansby, too. too. Yeah. yeah. That's a – that's a huh? I'm glad
4: it's soft in the blow. I'm glad it's oh, soft in
0: the blow. Oh, yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> um, However, it's not going to be that bad – when we play the Dodgers in the regular season, but ultimately, because it's going to be the Braves and the Dodgers in the NL this year. I mean, Yeah.
3: Because
0: the Mets happens. are going to, they're going to LOL Mets. And they're gonna, <laughs> Scherzer's back out. They're out. Hey, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we beat Scherzer's ass already. Yeah. Yeah. When he was with the Dodgers. I'm damn sure not scared when, he, when he's with the, uh, uh, the Mets. Mets. If he hits a walk-off home run or he does huge and kills the Braves in the NLCS, they'll be different. Man. Yeah. Then it'll feel different.
3: I have a question for you too. Come on, like you mm-hmm. always ask, like people always interviewing, like how does it feel like you being like out of state, like coming from an out of state school, coming to, back to the state that's
0: sort of Florida, closer to home. So playing football. So I mean, thanks for asking, man. <laughs> uh, <It's> so thoughtful <laughs> so, of you, Ray. Right? So um, with a lot of people coming out of state, it's to move away from home. For me, it was the opposite right. Right? because I did play college in Missouri, uh, for a couple of years, and transferring here. I'll be honest. There was a slight amount of disappointment when I first came to mm-hmm. Weber because my perspective of the NAIA was it was Division three level. It right. was not good. I think it was probably the first practice at Weber where I realized, oh, it, no, this is division. This is the Division two level. This right. is yeah. I've I've come to the exact same place, right. and then we played our thing, national champion Lindsey Wilson. I'm like this team would compete in our conference. Right. Yeah. And I played in the uh, MIAA, which is probably the second best conference for football in Division Two. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, I mean, and now it's just, it, it's so surreal for me being here because I never imagined having the life I have now here. Right. I planned on coming here, moving, 20, I was 20 minutes away from campus, and I wanted to be just kind of me, my girl, let me play football. Let me get my degree. And let right. me get out of right. here. But the friends and the connections that I've made here.
3: That's the one thing about the squeeze. make
0: a lot of friends. And, and then, I mean, it's a brotherhood. And we just talked about it in the last episode. DJ, my boy. That's my brother, man. Right. That's Aww. my freaking brother. Yeah. And they, that entire group, them, Chandler, uh, Noah, Rocky, Jay, right. uh, yeah. Cody. They've been friends for years. Yeah, they've been
3: here probably a similar time. I think yeah. they've been here about the same time I have. Yeah,
0: and the way they've welcomed me in from day one. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. But um, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, no, I love them boys. They're, they're, they're the best. Um, And my rider or dies right or yeah. now. Yeah. But um, it's just, it's just crazy things. Like, I have no plans. I didn't right. want any interest. And then what I think officially made it way different here at Weber for me was... Starting with baseball. Yeah. Because that's when social media started becoming a lot bigger. Yeah. And then it was doing some episodes of the Warrior Pulse podcast, being on the Instagram a lot. And obviously I wouldn't have done that if y'all weren't winning.
3: Right. It's like doing the whole like the player of the games.
0: Exactly. Doing that and calling it. And... Look, being, being an announcer, being a play-by-play analyst, is something that's kind of always been like a dream of mine. Right. And But I've, it's always been like, that's nah, not going to
1: happen. It's right. Like, like,
0: I think I can make the NFL, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, well, that's not going to happen. My, my dreams have – or my, my dreams – my goals have shifted. Anyways, right. <laughs> um, and, like, I couldn't do that if y'all wouldn't have come in and welcomed me in, like, into, mm-hmm. like, my friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all welcome in the dugout like that. And I wasn't sure how it was going to be. I know just sometimes right. at easy other group. universities. Easy going, easy going group for us. Very easy. I mean, y'all are very fun. Y'all have fun interviews. Y'all have fun in the background. Yeah. And it's been great. I, I really feel like I've found my calling really mm-hmm. with calling these baseball games um, and trying to branch out more so I can call, I call other games. But I have so much fun calling the baseball games. Yeah and y'all are a fun group, and I love baseball. I've never been – I was just never much of playing it. I was was great at MLB The Show. (laughs) I was great at that. But I was always good at soccer, football, and um, I've loved the Braves forever. I mean, that's – behind Georgia football, that's my number one team. The Braves have been my number one uh, sports team. And growing up listening to Chip Carey on the broadcast has been – I'm like, if I could do that. Yeah. And now that I've had that opportunity with Weber Baseball – and, the, and I don't like I don't, I don't like saying it a lot but um, from other people because I don't like to make a song I'm tooting my own horn but other people have told me you're, you're great
3: yeah my mom's even told you that your mom <laughs> came up to
0: so it was a Fort Lauderdale Fort Lauderdale yeah it was a Fort Lauderdale series your mom comes at the booth in the top of the second I'm like in the middle of a call I think Dylan is on the mound <laughs> and then she was like who did, who did the broadcast last night and I'm like well, great. This is a Fort Lauderdale parent. I this <laughs> pissed him off. And I'm like, and she said, you did an amazing job, honey. That yeah. was so bad. It was, right, it was right after, yeah, it was Fort Lauderdale. It was right after the, the comp, you you when you came in. Yeah. Oh, I haven't told that story yet. Oh, okay. But yeah, and she did that. And I like that entire day, I just kept coming in between. The and like, as soon as, and we'll be right back on the warrior sports network, radio off. And I go down, and talk to your dad. All. It <laughs> yeah. was so it was so fun. But, um, Okay, so for the listeners, let me paint, paint a little picture for us. We were up, uh, I believe it was 4-3, to three, maybe 3-2. Three to two. It was a one-run lead. I think it was top of the seventh. Top of the seventh, top of the eighth. Something like that. Late in the game. Late in the
3: game, yeah.
0: And I can't remember who the starter was, but he had the bases loaded, nobody out. Ray comes in, gets down 3-0. <laughs> strikeout, 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 next inning, strikeout, strikeout, then ground ball, and then, then I think – yeah, so that was it. And then, then you had like a five five strikeout save. Six or punch, yeah. Six, no, six, six punch so much, out. Yeah, you yeah, out everybody. It was <laughs> – that's my – I was just telling before, before we started recording, that's my number one moment this year. Um, that's up there, and then obviously Dylan's entire game against GGC. Um, no, oh,
3: my God. That oh, that game, Dylan, that, Dylan did that game against Georgia That's like
0: Him and Tuck – Mother freaking Tucker, bro. Dylan would ah, come
3: in, damn. Dylan would come to the dugout, like Dylan, different. his routine, the days like the days that he throws is just a whole he's different a psych- he's, a, he's a whole different dude. Like I remember he would like we were on a road trip and this is the first time I roomed with him and uh the morning of he wakes up and he just doesn't say a single word until he is done pitching his outing.
0: He is saying <laughs> it. He's a cycle. He's, he's, he's on that max. Scherzer level of just being
4: no, I there. see more. Cherry Barrow, oh my god, he's, he's crazy. more. I see
3: he's yeah. a mixer, <laughs> like the, just like the lock in aspect of that. Like, yeah, he just doesn't like you try to talk to him, and it's just like Kobe might he'll look right at you and he'll, like, yeah, right
0: through you. Yeah, I it's mean, crazy. He, yeah, I mean, I could just tell, like, even down on the mound. Uh, it was the Abe game, he was t- pitching good, but he gave up uh, a couple runs, and I think the bottom of the third. I just see him just. Whoosh, yeah. And just hit the shit out of the glove. <laughs> and I'm like, he's not giving up another hit. No. And they, she's, I think he got 13 of the next 14 guys yeah, out for the win. He's a that guy. That was the
3: game. But that was a really, like, because the game before that, we were, in that game, we were up, what, 6-3? Yeah.
0: Took one net in the first yeah, game. Yeah. And oh, my God. Which, I
3: mean, we've had a few little mental errors in there and Ooh. giving the runs up that just happened. I mean. Just for him to bounce back and give us that one zero ball game, yeah, that was probably like that should have been like the game of the year right there. Uh,
0: that that, that that's the best pitching performance um, or full pitching performance I've seen from a college baseball pitcher. Yeah, because one hundred forty eight pitches. Yeah, this, that's that, like that's actually insane. That's
3: like old school days too. Like you would yeah, throw one forty seven and
0: yeah, you don't see that anymore. Bro. No, you don't. And I think he gave up four hits, twelve strikeouts. Yeah. or like no, walks. seven. I think seven, seven hits, hits. I
3: think thirteen punchies.
0: Yeah, one walk, two walks, and it was a, It was at some point around the sixth, seventh inning. It was um, in between innings. I looked at other guys up in the booth. I said, "The first team to score is going to win this mm. game."
3: And I remember, I remember looking at one of my teammates, and I said, "We are winning this game one nothing in nine innings." And yep. sure enough, Angel got the little backside base hit on the right hand side. That was it. Scoring our guy, we won the game one nothing. Yeah,
0: I remember uh, after the game, Ross came up to me and he said, So, who are you interviewing? And I said, oh, I don't really know yet. He said, If you don't interview interview Dylan, Dylan Martin, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to kick your ass. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, Ross it's not a, said that, yeah, Ross, guy, yeah me, me and Ross are, dude, I had Ross is a fun guy to have in the,
3: in the dugout, too. He's just like, yeah. He's very like, I remember his first year, he came in, he was very. Reserve kind of guy. He's just like we welcome him too. Just like yeah, as one of on our own. Like yeah, he's a yeah, he's our like trainer, like to take care of us. But like him being in the dugout, he's talked smack here and there in between innings to us. Like if you go out to him and talk, say a little something, he'll say something a little
0: back. And it's just Good. fun. <laughs> Stop interrupting this guy. Yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. So um, I'm gonna ask both you guys, you first. So what's next with beach volleyball for you? Is this is this it? Or are you going to try to further your career with it?
4: In terms of beach volleyball as an athlete, I think this might be it. I mean, obviously, collegiately, but... Is
0: there off, but is there, like, professional leagues with oh, beach yeah. volleyball? Oh, yeah,
4: the AVP and such, but, I mean, I that's part of one of the reasons why I love beach volleyball, because you can play forever. You know, there's going to be tournaments all the yeah. time, and, you know, there's different divisions, and you just sign up, and then... I'm out there playing till I'm 45 and, and I'm yeah. broken. So I, yeah. you know, it's just another reason why I love the game. Like, because of the sand, is it's easier on the joints, you know? Right. It's easier on the body. Yeah, like, your heart's going to be pumping way more and you have, like, the sun and off. But it's one of those sports you can play forever. You see ex-NBA um, players, ex-MLB players out in Hermosa Beach playing <laughs> beach volleyball because it's just such an athletic sport that... Literally anyone can be, your athletic, you can pick up on it for sure. So I definitely see myself playing probably with my old JUCO coach, you know, on the weekends at tournaments out in California. But yeah, I, do, I have plans to go back home this summer. Mm-hmm. I have an a internship and a possible GA position at Pepperdine. Uh, okay. Yeah, for strength and conditioning. So I'm super awesome. stoked about that. I actually um, was a strength and conditioning intern. For Thomas when he was here, and one of my teams that I spent a lot of time with was um, baseball, and I can definitely um, add on to like the kind of culture that they have. Like they're a great group of guys. They're probably like my favorite team to be around with. Not necessarily because Ray was there, but <laughs> definitely like all the guys are super um, welcoming. Like they were, you know, they didn't treat me any different just because I was a female, you know. And I think yeah, that was one of my worries awesome. and. You know, going to one of their games and seeing them put in the work in the weight room, seeing them put in the work in the conditioning where they're, you know, yelling at each other, holding Mm -hmm. each other accountable, and, you know, like all the stuff you don't necessarily see on the live stream when Mm -hmm. it's all uh, a pretty picture, you know, being able to see that change and actually see them do what they do, it's just amazing. So Mm -hmm. I'm definitely grateful for Tomas allowing me to be a part of that component of their season you know so, yeah. so it's so been so it's real
0: coaching. fun i'm sorry i need mean, to bet you off no you're good so, so it is you're looking for the coaching and being in the strength and conditioning side to stay within the competitive beach volleyball oh for level. sure
4: yeah and i feel like that's kind of like where my heart's torn into because i definitely have a passion for strength and conditioning amongst all athletes any athletes but I don't think, I definitely want to look into still coaching beach and still being around volleyball because that will always be like my first love, you know, but luckily there's ways to like merge the two and do it both. But in terms of careers, yeah, like I, I love coaching. I love being around athletics like JUCO or, you know, any kind of collegiate level. So that's definitely what I see myself doing. Just being around athletes, helping people, mentor people and kind of give back to all the coaches and all the mentors who have invested in me, you know, because I was pretty much a knucklehead growing up and if I didn't get that <laughs> tough love from all the people that have come my way, I don't think I'd be where I'm at right now. So, awesome. definitely giving that back, you know, finding mm-hmm. those diamonds in the rough, finding those kids with, you know, a little bit that don't come from like the best homes or whatever, you know, like cuz there's always everyone needs a helping hand somewhere or another. So, I'm definitely excited for that next
0: chapter i I love what you said about the helping hand and passing on and the knowledge that you've gained uh i was actually talking with fnu's baseball coach uh coach nick strong Mm -hmm. he has coached or not coached, coach but he has uh done announcing for some division one football and basketball games so he's got me in contact with some uh, people to help with that and he said passing you on this knowledge because that's what somebody did for me mm-hmm. and I'm doing it to you. And all I ask is for you to do it to the next young right. man, 20, 30, that's whatever
4: all, That's years. what it's all
0: about, yeah, essentially, I mean. you know? Yeah, it's awesome. So, now I ask you, Ray. So, how many years do you have left at Weber? It's my last year. This is it? Yeah. Okay. I want to show you like, the whole, like, back No, I the yeah.
3: up. No, I used up my.
0: That's all it. my eligibility. This is it. So, what's your next step now?
3: For me right now, I mean, I don't know what the future has in store um i clearly obviously want to still play baseball past college
0: uh, yeah um yes, yes.
3: but as of right now i just want to help my help my team out
0: get to the, yeah get great. to
3: the conference tournament help uh do as much as i can to get them to the tournament with my experience like mm-hmm. make it to regional have them like know what is at stake um and hopefully come back
0: home with uh, the commerce champions, and uh, oh. hopefully make the first World Series appearance oh, in program buddy. history. Buddy. oh my lord. I'll say I'll uh, say, you know what? I've been debating and thinking about putting it on air. You heard me right now. <laughs> you guys make it to the NAIA World Series, I'm there. Yeah? I'll figure it out. I will go. I'll go out to Idaho. All right. I will spend some, hopefully, a over a week. How, how long is it? How long is it? Uh, the
3: World Series, I, don't, um, I know obviously the conference tournament starts may 5th through the 8th mm. and then i think we take like a week break then we do we see to see like we have our little watch party to see if we make it in a regional tournament mm. um hopefully we're the also the first 40 win program in world history yep. to have at the school 10 more uh, yeah 10 more it's gonna ten be a more. tough 10 ones, but we'll we want to make it happen all of the and then we got i don't know hopefully I'm pretty sure they're looking all the way
4: towards the end of may
0: 20, I'm pretty sure, like, the 29th of May is, yeah. like, the last. Okay, so whenever it, whenever, I'm, look, I'll, as long as it, it's not, uh, it'll be well over by June, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll figure something out. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there at least for uh, the y'all's games. Yeah. Definitely, for sure, because I... I mean, that'd be, that'd be, y'all deserve it.
3: Yeah, the team's got the potential for it. We just got to. It's, it's there. It yeah. all starts with the first game on Friday.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's USCB. Yep. yep. Um, I was talking with X uh, yesterday. I saw talking him yesterday, and he's he's like, dude, it's all going to click at the right time, I promise.
3: I feel like it will, yeah. Yep. Like, Colin has, like, Colin has so much faith in our, in like, our lineup and our guys that we have on oh, the yeah. team. It's just like. You can just see him like pushing us and pushing us. Like, I feel like once that switch, like Southeast, and once that switch, switch
0: clicks, we're, it. We're, we're, we're coming. You know, that's we're why coming. I've doubled, I'll trip off quadruple down <laughs> Weber. <laughs> Until y'all get knocked out of the Converse tournament, dude, I'm I'm, I'm rocking with it. So, awesome. So, let's get off of sports for a minute. So, y'all are both from California, you come to Weber. How y'all? How y'all meet? How did? How, how did? How did this happen? How you I how'd guess the good here?
4: old social media. There, so it, is. The media in thing. there <laughs> it is.
0: There it is.
4: Yeah, it was definitely a blessing in disguise, and you know everything happens for a reason. I feel like, just like any other college student, like you go through your rounds of relationships and the good and the bad and the ugly, but essentially everything you go through prepares you for. You know what's next in your life and I feel like we definitely came into each other's life when we needed it the most so I mean it just because of how passionate we both are in our careers and how much we love and support each other like like we're looking at some long distance for the next you know
3: Probably for long. the
4: near future and it's just one of those things you gotta take head on and yeah you know and be adults about it
0: I'll say this about a long day. So, Lexani and I worked together right at the beginning of uh, COVID quarantine. And I went back to Missouri for a few months. And it's it's not as bad as, yeah. <laughs> so in my opinion, I think. Because I think y'all have trust. And yeah. that's all it is. It's trust communication. Those yeah. are two big ones you Y'all got that. Y'all be all right. I mean, I love... Y'all two are awesome. awesome oh, thanks. Day. See, I, I, I see you in that disgusting Dodger blues. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, whatever, but and but I see y'all at the games, and you're the number one fan. Down oh, down yeah. Down. And I need to start coming to some more beach volleyball games.
4: Oh, so. I mean, I'm
0: sure I'm sure he's there yelling and screaming. Better, he's babe. there as much got, as he can. I'm
3: even better. Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> to watch her play during baseball season. Oh yeah, she usually plays Saturday mornings, and we have our yeah. typical doubleheaders, not twelve and yeah. three. We gotta be there by nine o'clock. So
0: yep, yeah,
4: yeah but so. he definitely made his, his appearances more. on those Wednesday or random yeah. Tuesday games, which I'm super yeah. grateful for. And even his teammates and roommates came out and awesome. cheered. So it was uh, really nice to see that. Energy, like, reciprocated, you know? But, yeah. I mean, yeah, Beach Wallet was so much fun. We had so much fun this weekend. Fun to watch. All the girls yeah, yeah. in Alabama were so upset with us because, really? I mean, we're out there cheering, heckling, like, Aww. all respectable kind of stuff, you yeah. know? But just because they're so new to the sport, like I said, I don't think they're used to that kind of energy and, like, that momentum shift because they're going to learn. They're
3: going to they learn gonna today. Learn. they <laughs> going to learn real
0: quick.
4: <laughs> yeah, so this weekend, I mean, Biggest target on our back. But I think we've definitely prepared. And, you know, the ball's in our court. So
3: we
0: control Literally. our destiny. Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to do it. We got to get it. All right. Well, guys, I just can't thank y'all enough for coming on. This was awesome. And thank you, Bree, for educating me. And yeah, listening to about all beach volleyball. <laughs> uh, if you guys have anything else y'all want to say, ask, go ahead. If not, I'm all good. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah thank absolutely. you for having us. It was very fun. And yeah.
4: uh, our my beach team did ask if we could... Get some extra love on the social medias because they're like, all I see is baseball and softball. Where's beach volleyball? And I'm like, I'll talk to him. I got. I, it. A, I know the guy. I really <laughs> don't do
0: much with the Weber athletics. Um, as I've kind of given that over to someone else, but I, I, I still got the pants You still got the <laughs> I, still got, I still got the passwords. No, right.
4: yeah. I mean, I got
0: y'all.
4: It, everything's been great. I think Weber as a whole is definitely elevating, and you know, whenever we get recruits and. People always make fun of me because of, like, the the end-of-the-year evaluations and such. And I'm always right there, like, giving my fullest opinion. But Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's not to tear down the school, but it's to make it better for, like, the next set of athletes, the next set of students. Because as much complaints as I want to have, like, this is always going to be my alma mater. Like, I will never be able to change that. My diploma is always going to say Weber International. So it's, like, why not better the grounds that I once went through, you know? Mm -hmm. So, People are always like, oh, you're just, you just want to complain. It's like, no, absolutely not. school has
3: come a long way, though. Since my first year here. But
4: people don't know what they don't know. Administration doesn't know what's going on unless you Mm -hmm. say something, you know. And so I think it's what makes this place worth it is, like, the people that we've come across, you know. And you can know someone for three months and then you end up being friends for life, you know. So I think it's one of the, one of those things where it's like. Diamond
0: in the rough, man. Yeah, I am. Mean, you
4: can't beat it, so...
0: And you said earlier, Ray, about, or just a second ago, how much Weber has changed. All with DJ, who's been here five years. Mm-hmm. So, he's really seen, seen it that. all. He, he's, he's seen I've been here much. since 2019, yeah.
3: 2019 going on. No, 18, go, 2018 to 19, mm-hmm. for until now. So, I've Night seen it. Night and day, yeah. I've seen the, the turf field get put in. I've seen the whole change of the union get changed. Change the whole... Yeah. I've seen the ca- the cafeteria change. I've seen just everything change out here. So,
0: yeah, it's, huh? just,
3: it's just nice to see what the school has done to, like, kind of help the, the student-athletes at our school. Because it's pretty much a student-athlete school as well. So, mm. just seeing, like, the changes that have been made in the last four years, five years have been very significant.
0: And I think it'll continue to change and like you said leaving it for the next generation we come back here in 5-10 years and we see how much Weber has progressed hopefully yeah that's the that's the that's that's what it's all about man and there's no we can you know maybe we don't win that national championship in our time here but if we've laid the groundwork oh for sure there's something special about it Mm -hmm. you know but yeah that's all I got Uh, thank you guys again this is awesome absolutely man all right, and that's going to do it all for this episode today of the Suncast. Thank you all for listening. Give us five stars on all that stuff. I don't really care. I'm just supposed to say that kind of stuff, apparently. I don't know. I looked it up online. It says you want good, <laughs> good ratings, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but that's going to do it. I'm Reagan Harrell. Thank you all. Have a good night.